coming up who have been the biggest first half disappointments in baseball and a little taste, little preview of Javier Reyes's power rankings for the top five lineups in Major League Baseball. We're going to all down for you next. You are locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to Miller Thomas, the always charismatic host of this podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks, your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. As I mentioned, we're going to talk to Javier Reyes about the biggest first half disappointments in baseball, so let's get into it. Baseball 2022. I think it's been good as, as a whole for the most part. I think the You've Dodgers, the at least they haven't been dominant. Yeah, I've been enjoying the season. The Padres have been good, although I have some fears for them for the second half. I think that um, I think baseball, I think we also saw that the home run derby is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think the home run derby, they really changed the rules in a way that were great and I think better for the sport. Um, I know that there's still things that people complain about. I still think that the extra innings doubleheader or whatever you call it, the shorter seven inning doubleheader i think was great but we got rid of that unfortunately um and what's another good storyline let me think uh we had we had that tommy fan fiasco which was oh wild. that was probably so far the storyline of the season so far that yeah. was that was wild i will say that there's some weird stuff with like you know fam has had a tough life and whatnot and i i know he seems like angry all the time and what what have you but it was a crazy story but there is a little bit of a i, I like that sports fans treated that story the way I think people should have treated like the Will Smith thing where it's like, this is hilarious and dumb move on. You don't have to make this a giant thing about society. Uh, man, we are just letting the takes fly today. man. But like, no, in, in all seriousness, that's, that's what it was without getting too deep down that, that rabbit hole. Um, yeah. So you're just, pro slap. I'm not pro slap. I'm pro having time. watched it. That's what okay. I'm pro. So you had a good time I'm, watching yeah. someone else get started. I am thrilled that I saw it live. That is okay. what I'll say. Oh, you saw it live. <laughs> Were you yes, there? I did. No, I, I wasn't there, but okay. I saw it live. I was there for the part when everybody's like, hey, real or fake? And I was like, bro, like not to be the, the media guy and whatnot, but like broadcasting, you don't go silent. Uh, you don't have the mic cut off for that long on live TV. You just don't do that. You do it for a second when someone curses, you don't do it for that long. And that's because he was cursing and yelling at Chris Rock. So they had to bleep out for like eight seconds. But uh, yeah, I thought it was real for the beginning and it was wild. And I am glad I saw it live. And we needed it. I mean, it was like you said, it was one of the biggest story. Like we finally had a national baseball conversation again. Like it was probably the first time since the Astros scandal, whereas like every sports show around the country was actually talking about baseball, which is sad Mm -hmm. because the only other time baseball might get mentioned on like a national TV is if, Shohei Otani has four grand slams and pitches a no hitter in the same <laughs> yeah, game. Like right. that, that's like the only that's like the only situation where baseball is going to talk about. Otherwise, it's 
did the Astros cheat again or did Tommy Pham get slapped or did he do the slapping vice versa? So mm-hmm. um, baseball needs some more storylines for sure. I think an interesting thing for this baseball season maybe is the American League. When I look at that conference, I think the Astros and Yankees are like the only two teams on pace for yeah. 90 wins. Like the American League conference hasn't been like that dominant this year. Like I look at the National League and I look at the teams. I like those teams a lot better. But you look at the All-Star game it's like the American League wins the All-Star game every season. So I don't know what it is. If it's like a talent distribution thing in the American League or is they're just more top heavy in the American League. It's pretty interesting um, to see the two contrast between the two leagues because I feel like the National League is so much deeper in terms of teams. But I kind of like the position players a lot more in the American League because when I look at yeah. those two lineups, like you get two Contreras starting the National League. You got like freaking mm-hmm. Mike Trout coming off the bench for the American League. I know that's yeah. not really what happened, but I just feel like they're so much deeper in the American League in terms of talent, but the teams are actually worse, which is like a weird contrast. Yeah, I think that, and I think you're on point. I think that it is a little bit top heavy with the Yankees and the Astros. And there's been like some disappointing teams. I think Toronto's up there. For me, the White Sox aren't disappointing because I really genuinely kind of saw it coming. Um, and I think that the White Sox are a good reminder i think they're a good indicator even for for padres listeners who have maybe disagreed with me on my takes about soto and whatnot that like things can flip so quickly the white Sox were probably i'm gonna say with the exception of the dodgers maybe the astros maybe not the astros because they just had their whole cheating scandal like heading into like the 2019 2020 seasons like the best outlook for a team in Major League Baseball, I think it was them because you have Tim Anderson who starts forming into a star and he's even better this year. He finally seems to be a super duper star. Uh, he's been great. And then you have, you know, Yoan Mancata, you have Eloy Jimenez, you have Luis Robert making his debut, you have Giolito, you have uh, Dylan Cease, you have that trade for Lance Lynn, you have, you have so much going right. And even one last kind of okay year from Keiko, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 2019. Um, like, I think that era of, Red, of White Sox, it just shows you they're a reminder of how quickly things can flip. Um, they've had a lot of injuries, I understand, yeah. but there's just a multitude of things that are going wrong. They don't seem to have the same prospect capital and farm system that they once had, partially because they've they've been promoted to the majors, but mm-hmm. and their their salary, it's not like they have it's not like they're the Milwaukee Brewers, right? Where they're not spending any money, like they they do have a decent payroll. So it just shows you it is a reminder that things can flip really, really fast and hate to be this guy, but it is not just money that makes the Dodgers so successful. It's it's a huge part of it. Let's make no mistake. It's like 50 yeah. percent or 60 percent. Right? It helps. But, you know, they brought up Bellinger. I know he stinks right now, but they they got Kershaw. They got Urias. They got Bueller. They got. Tony Gonsolin, who was great this year. I love seeing him give up that home run, by the way. The fraud that he is. <laughs> Will Smith, right? Um, and, and all these guys. And and um, Max Muncy, I know he's been a little bit bad this year. But, you know, they and Justin Turner. And they they have a lot of good stuff uh, on that team. They had Kenley Jansen for years. They, it's, it's a good farm system that's able to replenish and not be super top-heavy. I would say that I don't remember the last time the Dodgers had a like top 10 in all of baseball prospect, but they've always got like a deep system behind it um, so so that they can refill and whatnot. So they clearly know what they're doing. And I think the White Sox, just to circle back to it, good point of these things can change, man. Even my team, the Padres, after 2020, they are the story of baseball. And I'm not saying that just as the Padres host. They are the story of Major League Baseball with Fernando Tatis, with Machado, with the Slam Diego, and the grand, literally breaking a record with the Grand Slam streak. You have the Nelson Lament, and then you make all these trades. 
It shows you how quickly things can change. It's just hard to see it now, right? Because all you see is Juan Soto. Guy's a beast. And I, I get it. It's different. I get that he's genuinely different than some of these other guys that have been on the market. But I'm just saying, guys, sport of baseball is freaking cruel. And it is never kind to people who rush into things, at least usually. Except for maybe your 2000s D-backs, apparently, who who went all in and then won and then said, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it did work for them. But like for the most part, man, it's you got to be careful with this stuff. You really do. You will hear my biggest first half for Major League Baseball, but what's one thing that's not disappointing? A big piece of fine jewelry, and the best place to get fine jewelry is none other than BlueNile.com, because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, fine jewelry is unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile Bent Jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, just like her. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile had jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com. And going on now is the Blue Now anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNow.com today. Yeah, and whoever, uh, if you're trading for Juan Soto, you should be a Juan Soto piece away from being close to a championship contender, a World mm-hmm. Series contender, because Juan Soto is not going to make a difference in terms of you winning between 70 games and winning 90 plus games. Like, he's not going to be a 21 player for you. I mean, we've seen that with the Angels, who are probably my biggest disappointment of the season just because of the way they started the year. Uh, they were at one point in that wild card race. We know about the talent on their team. I mean, Mike Trout uh, started the season. I know I love the heat on Mike Trout, but the, I'll, I'll give him his flowers. The boy's a beast, and he was on fire once again to start this year. Looked like he was on his way to another MVP campaign. Otani started a little slow from a position player standpoint, but from a pitching perspective, like he's right there in the Cy Young award race um, this year. And even Taylor Ward has had a great season, but even with all that really good talent in the lineup and some of their rotation members haven't even been awful this year, the angels once again, just can't get out of their own way. And it looks like as we approach the trade deadline, like they're probably buying into them, man. I I, I can't blame you. And I, and I don't, and I never do. I think no, none of us do usually, but this yeah. year I said, oh, Taylor Ward. I kind of like Brandon Marsh and I like Jared Walsh, I think is legit good. Mm. They've had, they've regressed um, dramatically. <laughs> and then I said, well, you have Otani. And then I kind of like the Syndergaard signing and you have some other stuff. Right. And I said, oh, and they invested a lot in their bullpen. I was like, I'm not saying they're our best team in the league, but I was like, I think this finally could be the year. But maybe that was just me hoping. And whatnot. And actually, uh, just uh, Dan Zabraski, senior writer over at Fantagraphs, was like, I have to admit that I want to see the Angels acquire Juan Soto because I'm legitimately curious if they can get 20 wins above replacement from Trout Soto Otani in 2023 and still somehow go 79 and 83, which is like the genuinely sad. It is take Dan Marino's career, but it's an organization. Uh, that's basically the Los Angeles Angels. And it is genuinely sad. 
And if I'm them, you really need to start thinking about that. Oh, you I don't even know, hi. though. Do you ever start thinking about I was started thinking about the trap trade, which people have been talking about for years now. But do you look at this and say, oh, Tiny's going to be a free agent after this year? Someone's going to drive a, a dump truck, garbage truck, a, a, a Ferris wheel of cash. I'm asking place. for a billy. Three quarters of yeah. a billy. Yeah, I mean, I just think that I pitch and hit. You, you at least have to actually really consider it more. Or I understand if, if people's perspective is you just can't do that because you're not going to get the value and you're going to lose two Hall of Famers. So you might as well just try. No one's going to hate you for trying when you had these two guys. Right. They'll be like, all right, we accept that we have to rebuild for another 20 years, but uh, you have to at least just try as long as you can with these two. But man, I mean, they, they they were like the only team that they spend so much money, but they keep missing. They missed on pool holes. They missed on Upton. Rendon is looking like Rendon. a miss. Raziel Iglesias is looking like a miss. I mean, the only contract that's kind of worked out for them is is my trout like <laughs> well, Trout-y Trout-y too, Trout-y. but like yeah. my trout, like that's the only one that like they gave the big deal and it's just it's killing them josh hamilton it's just oh, i feel, I I feel so hamilton bad one. i know man i feel bad i feel cj wilson did you oh. mention him already oh. that was all the same summer oh. that was like a huge summer for the angels oh. that was when baseball offseason was at its peak before the lockout frenzy i was like peak baseball that's when the baseball offseason was just as much fun as like nba or the nfl because literally when you got to those winter meetings that's when that free agency started i, I remember that too you just don't get that anymore in baseball. Yeah, like now winter yeah. meetings, they just come and go. And you're like, all right, I guess one reliever, Liam Hendricks signed with somebody. I guess that was fun. Like you just don't <laughs> see that stuff anymore. And it was like, whoa, this guy and that guy, there's so much movement before, um, which is dumb. But that's a big reason why I didn't have the Angels on my list of teams. I want to see Juan Soto get traded to because I've already seen Mike Trout and Otani yeah. there for a long time. It's like, I don't want to see Soto <laughs> waste his career there too. And just on your point, like maybe the Angels – should think about moving Mike Trout just because you've had him so long and it's like you've been rebuilding with him for like a decade plus and it hasn't gone anywhere. But really, the move that needs to happen is Mike Trout pulls up his pants. He said it's time to start winning. I'm tired of losing. Go into your GM's front office and say, listen, I'm going to have to pull out my NBA trade card here and I'm going to have to request a trade. I'm going to have to do the Kevin Durant and say, move me literally anywhere. I don't care if it's the Dodgers. I don't care if it's the Twins. I don't care if it's Kansas City Royals because at this point in my career, any franchise is probably going to give me as good, if not better than a chance at winning than I've already had in my whole career with the Angels. So if I'm Mike Trout, I think it's time to ask for a trade. And I know baseball players don't usually do that. I mean, we saw Juan Soto. Hopefully Juan Soto setting a precedent of turning down long-term deals because I've said a lot. I don't want to see 15-year yeah. deals. That's not fun. Like, I, I don't want to see a guy sign for 10-plus years. I want to be three- to five-year deals like basketball or football. And then you hit free agency again, and then we could talk about all those rumors and stuff and off-season stuff. So hopefully Mike Trout actually requests a trade. What do you think about that? Should Trout say, get me out of Anaheim because this place sucks and I've been losing my whole career? You will hear Javi's answer to that question, but if you want to bet on whether the Angels will trade Trout or not, you need to head to betonline.com because betonline, not .com, betonline.net. It's .net, not .com because betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, 
sports, esports, and even golf, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the actions happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. I don't know if he has the personality to do that. I don't no. think that that's in his nature. But we if he did, it would be wild, right? Like it would be wild and it'd be chaotic for the sport. I mean, that would put another enormous player on the on the market. And I, the Angel, at, le- at least they at least have to be thinking about it. They have to be thinking about it's not like he's going to get better. I know he's literally a Hall of Famer already, but you think you get a really great return for this guy. Like you really could. Oh. Uh, the Soto thing is about, obviously yeah. enormous too, but you could get a great return. Uh, so you have to at least think about it. Maybe you say we we make this giant trade of him and then we kind of maneuver things and build around Otani maybe. But like, I'm just saying, because the Otani thing also has the blockbuster factor of like, do you just want to lose that presence of like the best like athlete the sport has seen in so long, right? Like, do you just want to have him on the team for the sheer factor just being able to be relevant? Right. And have people want to come to games just because of him remains to be seen. How much are you paying Otani hits the open market? What's the number you're comfortable with? Six million, six hundred million, I'm saying five hundred. I think he cracks five hundred for sure. But I don't know. man. Because no one's basically gotten more money than Trout when he signed like that four hundred million dollar deal. That's basically been the industry standard. No one is making more than Trout. And I think Otani probably should just because he does obviously both sides of the ball. I think we're going to see depending on the team too because i don't know like because there's there's a universe where we don't necessarily see otani doing both if he signed with a better team um Mm -hmm. pablo torre made this point of espn a while ago with that like ascending intelligence meme where it was like oh yeah but he's wasted on the angels and then it progresses and then it's like well actually the angels are so bad that it's the only team feasible because not, not that they're just bad, but they also aren't in rebuild. So it's literally they need him to do both. So mm-hmm. like it's the only team that would have been like that. If he was on the Royals right now, he'd be only hitting or maybe only pitching. They'd want to save him and whatnot, right? But uh, that that was a, a good point. I would. <sighs> we need both I mean, though. I can't we don't want to. It's going to be huge though. It's going to be we, enormous that contract. Yeah. We need him to do both though. Wherever he signs, if he does, oh, yeah, advance, please. It, it, it can't stop. We he got to keep. Going. He will. Um, yeah, I imagine he will, especially because it's been proven now. I just mm-hmm. think at the beginning, especially yeah. like, hey, remember, like uh, he's he's he struggled in 2020 and mm-hmm. 2019. Like he was good. But I could see a world where if he was on the Dodgers right now, they're like, actually, you're going to pitch for two months. And then maybe every now and then we'll use you at DH like every now and then because some guy got hurt or what. Yeah, have he you, might, right? not, but, might not crack the lineup or the rotation for the Dodgers. Because yeah, so yeah like that. Like I, I could see that universe playing out because they're actually like competent organizations and whatnot. <laughs> All right, Javi, we've already been talking for a minute. This is going really well. So I, it might be time to jump into some rankings over here because already 30 plus minutes in now it's rankings time. Woo, we're going to have a good pod because of you, Javi. Thank you. A nice vacation pod. So Javi, I want to start. What do you want to start with? The American League or the National League? 
Let's start with our beloved American League. But let's okay. be quick. Okay. <laughs> I think beloved. we should be quick. Actually, no, we got to do NL. We're NL. Okay. We don't want people tuning out quickly, right? Okay. Let's do the lineups first. Uh, I thought I was going to have an honorable mention here. Okay. Let's do our top five lineups. We'll just go back and forth from five to one. And we'll first start with any honorable mentions if you have one. If you have one. I didn't put one down for the NL mm-hmm. lineup. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, if you had any honorable mentions for the NL lineup. I didn't have any under the lineups. For some other ones, I had more tough decisions, but not on this one. So, firstly, I must say that I thought we were ranking all lineups in baseball. I must say that. I must point that out, that I did get the instructions wrong beforehand. From 30 to 1? Yeah, like 30 to 1. No, like as in like five best lineups in all of baseball and five best lineup uh, pitchings in all of, of baseball. So some minor okay. alterations must be made but no it's okay no don't even worry about how we'll, we'll just work off your list we won't even go off mine i just hear your <laughs> list Bobby. and then we'll just critique it okay uh well the best lineup in the national league we're going possibly... from the bottom we're going from the bottom oh, from the bottom from the bottom yeah we're gonna start from the bottom guy build that suspense yeah okay in the national league i'm gonna go with Oh, wait, and then are you doing your whole – because you did it for both leagues on one list? Yeah, like I, I yeah, did so just, Yeah, so just give me your – Yeah, so, yeah, so me you want me to do best. that? Yeah, yeah, okay, you don't have five to best. Okay. Yeah, we we're just going to do the five of best, yeah. All right. We're really prepared, people, clearly. Um, my honorable mention is the Phillies uh, for okay. this because I genuinely think – I've been feeling this all year. I think that this team can go nuclear. I am not buying Nick Castellanos. I do not think that this is – what he is now i think that he's going to get better um i think schwarber could potentially go down just a tad bit um potentially but i think overall this team could go crazy but the reason they don't make it i probably i might even put them at like four or three but the bryce harper injury really really took a lot of air out of this team and the fact that they still haven't gotten bryson stott or dd gregorius not too much out of shortstop I'm going to take them out of it. Part of me wanted to be a hipster and put the Giants just because of last year. But um, yeah, I, I can't do the I can't do the Giants. Um, I think the Phillies have to be my honorable mention because they're right there. I, but that that damn injury. Right. And their overall numbers are pretty solid. Yeah, they're not great in, you know, on base percentage and whatnot. But their runs, they're six, they're fifth in home runs and they're seventh in slugging like they're a good team. It's just. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, Man, ah. if Harper didn't get hurt. Shout out Blake Har- Snell. <laughs> Harper is so freaking uh, – shout out Blake Snell. Harper is so freaking good this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The Giants, surprisingly, didn't even crack my top five in the National League. So if they were to crack your top five in overall baseball, yeah, Javi, I would have given you some dirty looks. I would have given you some dirty looks for sure. Yeah. Um, the Phillies, though, they come in at number three. If we did the National League, I have them number three in my NL lineup ranking. So I don't mind that at all. Like you said, I still believe in Cassianos. It's a down year. It's a weird season for him. But I just look at the talent on paper. Like, they're just too many power hitter slugger types in this lineup. Like, Castellanos, Harper, Swarver, Bomb, Hoskins. Like, you got, like, five dudes that should be afraid of when they come up to the plate in RBI situations. So, because of that, even though some of them are having down years and Bryce Harper's not there right now, when that lineup is healthy, they're clicking. They still are one of the most fearsome lineups in the National League. And overall baseball, even though from a defensive standpoint, they probably aren't fits together. But in terms of just a lineup, when you're seeing guys go through the order, that's as scary as it gets. So, I don't mind that at all. And that was only your honorable mention. We didn't even get to the top five yet. 
And you won't hear the rest of Javier's list today. You're going to have to come back tomorrow for part three with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, where we will get into his top five lineup ranking. So come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. As remember, I'm on vacation all week. So pre-recorded pods the rest of the week. But don't worry, they're going to be fire as always. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Make Lockdown MLB with Paul Francis and your second listen of the day. Deuces!